Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the your company name here. Your studios in Cape Coral, Florida. It's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up? What's up? OG5. It's Tuesday. The day after Halloween, the day your kids drive all their teachers nuts, the day that if you're like me, you go out and buy candy afterwards because it's on sale, the day where you fight with T-Mobile, but that's another conversation for a little bit after now, but joining us across the wonderful, vast, wide country that is known as these United States of America, joining us from across the strip, down the street, across from the 7-Eleven, where the guy from the one show bumps his radio in the middle of the fucking morning. Not anymore. Gordon Abernathy. Get rid of him, did you? I think so. Did he stop going there, or did he just turn his bumps in the trunk down? I do not know. I hear, because it is an intersection, I do hear bumping from time to time, but it's not at 20 minutes at a time anymore. And the man who puts the bump in my trunk, he provided me the subwoofer. Now I just need an amp. Mike, no use for a last name. Mike, how you doing, fella? Wonderful fella. How's it going this evening? <sighs> Things were good until. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So we're just going to get this right out of the way because Mike has some stuff. Gordon has some stuff. And I don't want to take up all the time. So let's just get to the point. Cedar Point. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. Ah, T-Mobile, I love you so much. We've only had a relationship for 15, 16 years now. Boy, have I watched your customer service fall through the floor over the last 16 years. Anyhow, my daughter wanted a phone, so I took her to T-Mobile to get one because hers broken. Well, she needs a phone. Now, due to supply chain issues, her phone was on back order, so they drop shipped one to my house. Now we got the phone, and, well, she didn't like the phone, which I can understand. After all, it is an Apple product. So we went back to the store to return it. And the guy couldn't help me return it because it was drop shipped to my house, even though I bought it at the store and paid $40 for the convenience. That's right. If you buy a phone in the T-Mobile store, they charge you $40 for the convenience. So now I find myself standing in the lobby of a T-Mobile with a phone that I'm trying to return it. We just got drop shipped in, like, the last hour while standing on my phone talking to T-Mobile because they won't do the return in the store. So after 18 minutes of standing inside of a T-Mobile with a phone in my hand, I want to return while talking to T-Mobile on the phone so I can return the phone that was in my hand while I had while standing in their store, I finally got a refund for the phone. And $14 out of the 40 bucks that I paid for the service. Customer service, that is. So now I have a quandary. I got a shipping label coming to my house because I got to return the phone that I have in my hand while standing in the lobby while talking to T-Mobile that I need to return to T-Mobile. So I got to drive it back home, put the shipping label on it, and mail it back to T-Mobile, even though I'm standing in T-Mobile with it in my hand. So now the question is, do I buy another phone from them and pay another $40 for service for helping me while annoying them while standing in their lobby, or go home and order online for free? Well, as you can see, I'm in my car. So free phone, here we come. Yeah. Forty dollar cover you charge. Pay for the goddamn phone, though, right? Forty dollar cover charge. No, that's forty dollars on top of the taxes for the phone. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. On top of the cost of the phone, plus the tax, everything else. So, for those of you playing along at home, you want a new phone? Maybe yours is paid off. If you go down to the local T-Mobile store and look at their phones and order one, even if it's not in shop and they drop ship one in your house, there's a forty dollar cover for the convenience. No. 
When you become go from the third or fourth largest cell phone carrier to the second largest, arguably the first in the country, well, you lose a little of that special sauce, so to speak. Or do you? Do you? Well, Gordon? the company you're does, overly absolutely. nice to your customers. You're out of business. Yeah, but when you nickel and dime them. You just paid $40. You just paid $40 yesterday or two mm -hmm. days ago. You want to return the phone. Yep. We're going to charge Where are you. Where are you going to go? You were going to charge it Where are you going to go? You're going to go home and do it on the website. That's fine. Yeah. And but where so, are you going to go? you going to go to another cell phone carrier? You're probably just as bad, if not worse. Yeah. And, and so it's you go crazy. home. So basically they charge you $40 a process there at the store so you can pay their labor. But when you come back to the store where you paid the $40, they can't help you. To do. You're on your own. Yeah. What do you do? And so you call, and mm -hmm. you complain, and nothing happens. And you call, and you complain, and nothing happens. So then you call to find out, well, you know, how much if I take the kid's phone line off my plan and send her across the street? Turns out, when you have a 14 year old plan, you have a little bit of clout, and you're also um, grandfathered in, if you will. Three phone lines on one plan, unlimited data. Or so they say. They just throttle you down when you go over. Plus the $20 for one of the phones on the plan. I think we're paying about $275 a month. So I said, hey. Not a bad, bad deal. Carrie's like, well, why don't we just put her on my plan? I said, well, you're going to pay for a phone every month, and you're going to pay $80 to $90 to add a phone to your plan. Well, if it's that much in your T-Mobile plan, I said, that's, that's a true point. So I called it T-Mobile. Excuse me, T-Mobile, if I were to remove this line from my account, how much money would I save a month, Gordon? Probably nine bucks. 25 buckaroos. So it would not be worth it to save $25 a month and send Sarion across the street <laughs> to add $80 to Carrie's plan plus the price of the phone. However, they did inform me because their plan is so old. And the name of the person is so old, we are now eligible for $35 a month discount for uh, senior citizens. So got that going for us. Do I have a question? Uh, hold on. I'm not done, but go ahead. Which question? Which is one I thought about. Uh, this is for the, the girl. Uh-huh. Is the girl getting an allowance at all every week? <laughs> no. Okay. And by the way, the iPhone... Because I'd say next exploded phone is coming out of the allowance. Well, the iPhone I bought, the reason she didn't like it, is called the iPhone SE. And apparently SE stands for small edition. Because an iPhone is a lifestyle brand, and they're all overpriced and overinflated. And you say, well, Don, there's galaxies that are worth the same amount. And yes, there are, but they also have Android phones for poor fucking people that you can get for $400. It costs $20 or $13 a month on your plan. A $900 iPhone costs you $50 a month on top of that data plan. But, you know, being a lifestyle brand, you want to reach out to everybody in all demographics. So we're going to say an iPhone is going to be incredibly fucking small for $400. This is your my first iPhone. Not my iPhone. No, I didn't buy the fucking thing. No, 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 no. That's what the brand is. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the marketing. And they're like, well, the we tiny can, tyke iPhone. And we're like, well, we can get you an iPhone 14. I'm not paying $50 a month for a kid who breaks cell phones every four months. Not going to happen. you got a flip phone. Yeah, right. So, anywho, people say, well, why, why bother putting shit on TikTok? Yeah, it's all just Chinese. Why and... embarrass yourself? Nobody wants to hear that. Why spend, oh, I don't know, 
the first 10 minutes and 50 seconds on your podcast talking about it. Well, see, friends. It's for validation. After I discovered it was going to save me a whopping $25, I went ahead and bought her a phone. <laughs> Got her new Android phone. And see, something funny happened while I was sitting in the podcast studio doing show prep while sitting on hold of T-Mobile to uh, order a phone. There's a little delay that came that required me to leave my room to get a credit card. Now, I'm a man of multitasking because, well, that's the way my life is. So why not utilize the time, Gordon, which it takes to walk from point A to point B? And so as my phone was on speaker, I accidentally hit the play button on my keyboard as I walked out the room. Because I just so happened recorded that TikTok for this very show. Whoopsie. Come back. Oh, sorry, ma'am. Turn that down. I was just recording a TikTok for my podcast tonight, to which she said, now I've already talked to two people at two different stores and two phone people. Nobody can help. Go fuck yourself, mm -hmm. sir. Oh, sorry Something about tells that. me you got escalated to the exclamation. Sorry department. about that, ma'am. I was just doing a little show prep for a podcast I'm doing tonight where I'm going to talk crap about you guys. Uh, so you had a bad experience? Oh, well, let me just play it for you. Hit play. Play that same clip. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, we've, we've heard tale about this bad customer service at our storefronts and not much we can do about it. But let's just go ahead and get that phone. Okay, today there's no money down, but you got to pay the taxes and the service fees. That's 60 bucks. But look at the bright side. You're not paying the $40 for being at the shop. When I bought the iPhone, it was 40, it was 60 bucks plus 40 for the cover charge to walk into the, you know, the bougie. And they couldn't even justify it, could they? The bougie restaurant. You know, this is like a country club now. So when you go into T-Mobile, you, you pay the price of your phone plus the $40 cover charge for having the right to walk in their front door. But here's what I'm going to do, sir. Because you had such a bad experience, because you've had a plan on this for 14 fucking years, <laughs> I'm going to take that $60 you just paid in taxes and remove it for next month's plan. So the answer to your question, friend, is why go out of the way to make TikToks and complain? Because corporations don't like public nastiness. And it got me 60 bucks back when it was all said and done. And the thing already got 500 views in an hour and a half. So who knows? Maybe five days from now, I'll earn 83 fucking cents. <laughs> but anyhow, you know what the great thing about that is? So before this whole debacle, when we went to the store to buy said phone, when they charged me the cover charge to come in there, we were looking at a different Android, roughly the same price point. And I said, do you have the Android stock? And you know what the sales lady, the first thing she did? Mm. Get in your sales mode. Think up sale, Gordon. Somebody wants to. Somebody asks you, "Hey, do why, you have the why phone would you stock? want that one? We got some. We got the next model up for just uh, twenty five dollars more a month." No, you see, you're right, but no, Mike. Do you know what's wrong with that answer? You ever worked sales? <sighs> I worked much, sales, no. <laughs> but I'm not that kind of sales. Not really. <laughs> for those of you who worked electronic retail sales, cell phones are what you call low margin product. But you're almost right, Gordon. When I asked her if she had that in stock, she walked right over to the phone case wall and started staring. And I thought, maybe she misunderstood. Maybe she thought I was asking for a case for that Samsung Galaxy S33433 minus A because it's the cheapest. She's going one. through a programming code. No. I said, I'm sorry. I was just wondering if you had that. So, no, I was just seeing if there's a, 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 we have cases for that. I said, I buy my cases on Amazon. There won't be any upsells. bad word around no here. So her whole sales thing was before she went to tell me <laughs> if that phone was in stock, she wanted to make sure they high margin profits items because that's where they make yes, the margin. Those cases are crazy priced. And now I, 
I used to sell electronics. That's why USB cables used to cost $30 because the stores paid $5 for them. Those are the margin items. They don't make money off computers. They don't make... When they sell an Xbox 360, the store literally makes $3.38. That's why the controllers are $90. Fucking dollars. That's where they make their money. Back when they actually sold Xboxes in stores. It's all about the accessories. You can't find them in stores anymore. And I would agree. Fine. Sell me the phone case, but not after you charge me a $40 cover charge to walk in this motherfucker. Your margin's already been taken care of. Well, now that's just for the dropship, though, right? No, that the $40 is if you walk in there and buy a phone and whether they go back there and get it out of their closet because it's a... Are they a, um, that's, that's a non-corporate but franchise store? That is a good question because tonight when I started my return, I went to a store closer to my house in which the lady told the girl there, well, the store he went to is the corporate store, so we can't see any of their stuff. So I went down there to see if they can get me a shipping label after I, because I want to see, well, maybe if I go to the exact store, they'll, they'll waive the $40 fee. I, it's 40 bucks, but fuck you. You already I've took- never, and I get, I get phone <laughs> T-Mobile every couple of years. I've never had that happen. We got to look at the paperwork you're signing. It's the oh no, I, I don't have it. It's, they it's, refer to it as a service, uh, like in store service, something or other. It's bullshit. No, I've never seen that. Uh, we go through the paperwork pretty good. The only thing that really kind of threw me off is when I, the guy that I'm going to offend some people. Hold on, should I get it ready? Probably. Do we want to go with A, B, or both? TM. Hi, my name is Tom McDonald. Welcome to the show. If you are easily offended, then you probably should go. I was almost offended because the individual's name was on his name on it. Their name tag. I'm a manager with a he, him pronouns underneath. This pronoun thing's gotten stupid. Well, to be fair to him, and I don't and know. The they is plural, so now you're just fucking up the language. To be fair to him, he. Um, it may be a corporate thing. I've heard tale that some corporations. But it's such a minute. I've heard people portion of the population that's pushing I, I, this. I'm on. I'm right there with you. Big, big corporate. Perfect example. How did the woke thing happen? Twitter. It's a minority group of people on Twitter. We've said mm-hmm. it verbatim on here. I'm not going to be over the head. But the reason that the when you see media and politicians on TV, they always show their Twitter handles instead of their Instagram or their Facebook. Why? Because Twitter doesn't charge them to get the word out. Therefore, the media, special interest groups, and politicians need you to think Twitter is relevant. So all the woke shit comes from Twitter. <laughs> we'll see what happens with Elon Musk on board. But anywho. So going back to oh, my they're statement. They're trying to roast him, aren't they? Going back to my statement. All of a sudden, when the person who had the power on a T-Mobile speakerphone heard verbatim my TikTok, they refunded me $60, kind of hoping maybe I retract a little bit. Same thing. They don't care one-off, but they don't want the the bad publicity. And so, yeah, they, they don't want people complaining. And so, they the corporate back to your point, the corporations jump on this shit. We don't want people to call us on Twitter, so let's go ahead and make sure all our employees include their pronouns on their name tags. They're jumping on something that history will be very unkind to. I agree. It's it's insane. <laughs> Every time I hear the them, they, <laughs> it reminds me of... So like, you got multiple personalities? How many do you got up inside <laughs> of your head? It reminds me of like the 80s comedies. Remember the old cliche, what do you mean, the, what do you mean those people? <laughs> what do you mean them people? So it's, it's like, oh, so now you want to be those people. I don't know. I, was I, I finally. To Joe Rogan with, um, what's her name? Go, uh, Tulsi was, Gabbard? 
Bridget uh, Fetzi. She's a um, journalist, comedian, former Instagram nudie model. And they were talking about this stuff. And, and I'm trying to remember the phrase she used, but basically it's a social disease. Yep. And she talks about how what it is, it'll be a, usually a group of teenage and it's usually teenage girls and it'll take just one to claim that they are yep. now non-binary yep. or they're something else. And then it'll be like a disease and it'll go right through the rest of them. It's and this would get us in trouble if we actually had the mainstream exposure. But when Gordon I don't and I, care. When Gordon and I were in high school, the thing was well, actually, when I was in middle school, Gordon was getting ready to get into high school. The thing was bulimia. Girls were sticking their fingers down their throat. They wanted to throw up to be skinny. And the Family Ties episode and the the fucking uh, different strokes. They and even Saved by Who's the Bell. The boss, probably. They all had the very special episode this week. Jenny has eaten diet pills, and they do a whole episode on sticking your finger down your throat, the rotting out of the teeth, and so that was the trendy thing for the young girls. Fast forward to Gordon's time in high school. My time in middle school carried on over my high school because these things usually last about 10 years. It was, I'm bisexual. You see all the chicks making out with each other at the bar and experimenting hey, in college. Fine. Yeah, we didn't have a problem with that. And so this is just the evolutionary thing. And I posted a TikTok, that, I, I, a screenshot of 1970s punk, 1980s big hair, 1990 goth chicks and goth dudes. And I said, every generation has them. We all have that fad, that lifestyle choice we're all going to die on the hill for. And a short 20, 30 years later, we look at the photos and say, God damn, I look ridiculous. That was a retard. Well, aren't you glad your fad didn't include permanent surgery? Yeah. That's just it. And we're seeing it. You've the frontal of... cortex is not done fully developing until you're 25. Can you imagine all the bad tattoos, piercings? And body modifications yeah, you would have if you actually had the money and when you're 17 and 18 that you do when you're 30 and 40. Yeah, just go to the gas station now and look at the attendant working. Where is all the dudes at? Remember, I'm sure they're still the diehards. Remember the body modification where people like putting ball bearings underneath their skin? And oh, prim future primitive. How many of those people we've seen on TikTok now where their giant earlobes are slowly shrinking back? Because they were seeing kids in the early 2000s. They had fucking Coke cans in their ears, and their ears hung down to here. But now you're seeing them take it back, and now they're just the size of a are, thumb. They're growing back Or slowly. they're getting them fixed. Because those were all fads and trends. But they didn't. Well, I was told by a nephew of mine who's 20 years old that tattoos are for old people. <laughs> Sweet, I'm young. <laughs> it finally came back to me. I'm the only one I Except know. Except for that fucking beard of yours. <laughs> well, that's going away this weekend, but I got a World War II reenactment coming up. Ah, so you're going to look like Wayne Newton with his slick black hair and an old face, huh? <laughs> yeah. He's younger than I don't me, have the so tan. I can pick on him. I don't have the tan of Wayne Newton. But no, I can, in a good black and white photo from about 30 yards away, I can pull off like 32. <laughs> 30 yards away, maybe some Coke bottle glasses. Yeah, the right filters and uniform, little hair dye, shave the beard little, off. Yeah, get a I little got, Vaseline on I the lens. I can pull off 38. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking today, I was listening to... Uh, fuck what's his name anyhow he's a country singer i've really kind of like wheeler now. walker jr no i think he's overrated um well, he's funny though yeah i guess i'm sure i'd enjoy him more like if i was 21 kind of like i did with all the the raunchy comedians of the day right but um anyhow oh, what the fuck's his name anyhow um i was thinking today that it's kind of crazy that our globe and our timeline is literally made up of people who are just trying to 
hold on to the past. It's like we, man. Oh my God. And there are certain members of our family that'll post stuff from a year ago. And I'm like, there's like no relevance. That's just yet another picture you took a year Here's ago. Here's a picture of my leaf pile. <laughs> is, there a Woo! is there a kid in there? Nope. Just leave. Here's pile. another picture of me from a year ago of me in my car. Which, by the way, if I do a TikTok suggesting that people stop doing a video of a certain way, like, oh, I don't know, posting memes or photo slideshow, <laughs> and that there is a platform for that called Facebook and or Instagram. Just because it applies to you doesn't mean I was talking directly to you because as we know, TikTok is an echo chamber. And once I like feel guilty, once I like you like your call out, once I like one of your slideshow, 3000 of other people's slideshows show up on my fucking page. And I'm like, am I on Instagram or TikTok? So yes, I made a video. No, I wasn't talking directly to you, but as Gordon said, clearly it applied. So anyhow, how are you doing, Mike? That was an indirect shot that landed squarely. <laughs> <laughs> you sunk my battleship. Uh, how are you for doing, Mike? Uh, my stomach's a little upset right now. Why? You got poop? Uh-huh. You got an angry belly? Yeah. Got a dinosaur in your belly? No, it's it's all that millennial. Spicy food? It's all that millennial sadness that I've got pent up and building up in my body. Oh. You're, okay. you're hurting my feelings. It's okay. You can let it uh, out. You were in the oh, military. You, know. you get a good pass yeah. on that one. <laughs> well, no, only 60% because he was a reservist. Oh! Which is, well, well yeah, this is coming from a guy that's just a reenactor. Exactly. So. <laughs> Which, by the way, I go... I Which make, is coming from a guy who just went to mini boot camp I in make, high school. So. I, I make painstaking efforts to make sure people don't think I have real military service. So, But yeah, no, I, I was busting your balls. That's why I have Jeff. On he, he has Farb. Right. He has Farb printed yep. across every fucking Far bit photo. for me. Watermark. <laughs> oh my god! But anyhow, you got grumblies and uh, tumblies. It's all that humiliated. It's all that Cape Coral water. You got the creepy crud. Oh. Um, How many times do you have to suit up in some biohazard type uh, uh, Tyvek suits lately after the hurricane? They that's a good story. They sent you down to Fort Myers Beach and we haven't talked about yeah. it. So you you out of everyone I know, one of the few that are being allowed on the Island because you are in the service industry. Yeah, it's called the is that called the service industry? Yeah, because yeah. he's providing the a service trade industry. Yeah, but kinda of like during the pandemic, I think it's a generic terminology. Yeah. Just think though, if you were if this was still a pandemic, you'd be called a hero. You could put on my hero. I was called a hero. Yeah, everybody's fucking called a hero. Wow, you got off your couch and went outside. So did everybody else. So did the garbage man. I didn't see waste. I Pro actually putting, worked in the office. I didn't see waste Pro putting signs up in front of their fucking place saying heroes work here. Yeah, I'm talking to you, nurses, but anywho. <laughs> yeah, the beach, I mean something How that, bad is it? Something that, you know. I, I was young when 9-11 happened, very young, and, you know, you guys probably remember it very well. Oh, it was our Pearl I, Harbor. I I remember it well. I remember where I, where I was and what I was doing, and, you know, I was in class and, and whatnot, and, you know, watching those videos on, on TV and seeing all that destruction and what grade chaos. What grade were you in? Eighth? 
third or fourth wild. So that would be your equivalent of my challenger. Yes, we, probably. I yeah. we both watched. I remember. Don't remember what school, but we had a TV in the cafeteria, and we, we were sitting on the we floor. We weren't even in school. We were down at the trailer, on the hill. Are it was a sure? snow day. Are you sure? Because I could have sworn I was sitting. I'm one hundred percent sure, but you may have watched the reruns later. No, why the hell did they show us rerun in school? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty darn sure. Yeah. I don't know. I have to check the weather on that date. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the, the, watching that as a little kid, and and you know, I was 27. Ex- experiencing that, you know, I was watching 21. what was it like three thousand? What was it three thousand people? Four thousand people just die in an instant. Yep. Just gone. And oh, it's horrifying. It's to me. There's no equivalence, but. I haven't seen that kind of destruction. Damn, you're close. If we're playing the exacto game, it was 2,996. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't seen the, the the kind of destruction that I saw in Fort Myers Beach since 9/11. Mm. I mean, it's it's absolutely not not to compare the two or, or put the two together in any way. They're they're you know different in their own ways, but you're basing I off mean, of just, things you've seen personally. Yes, and and you know working down there and and you know working for customers and stuff i mean i was in a three-story house what i like to refer to as a florida basement which is the first floor garage um completely blown out the walls everything just just absolutely destroyed pipes um everything was just blown blown from the back of the house to the front of the house there was debris everywhere i was looking at a sewer clean out there was an air conditioning condenser wrapped around the the sewer clean out i mean mm. you know i saw the the thing that that because i'm was born and raised in you know this area and growing up on the beach and and you know going there and being raised on the water and stuff like that the thing that really kind of got me was I saw two swimming pools. One just by itself, nothing left. An in-ground swimming pool on the beach by itself with nothing around it. Yeah, where they pop out of the ground? Yeah. Well, no, this one was actually still in the ground. The other one completely popped out of the ground and was dislocated and put somewhere else. Mm. Like I, I probably across the street or something like that, but I mean, just and and looking at you know the cars, mm. the vehicles, the debris, you know everything like that was just completely and totally, like you can you know they they're <laughs> saying hundreds of people, you know, and and you just you think of how fortunate you are, and you you think of what those people had to endure, you know while they were on the island during that storm. The tide is so high that last week the police marine force, if you will, were going around and putting buoys on cars that were under the water floating around Fort Myers Beach so boats, boats wouldn't hit them. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's something like that, and it's especially I haven't, I haven't experienced it personally, but I've always basically had a saying that as much damage as we do, as much powerful, as powerful as we think we are, we are truly small. And at the end of the day, Mother Nature will wipe us out. We have no power compared to that of 
of what what this earth generates the the world is 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 the most powerful force that i you know do you can think of think that we were kind of lucky and during 9 11 in a way that we were at such a young cynical age that it didn't have the emotional impact on us that it would have if we were 40 at the time well and and not only that but i i think our you know our location and 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 you know being you know, I mean, you guys were where in Kentucky or uh, I was Ohio, in Ohio at that point, Columbus. But I was building ambulances, and five, like nine of the trucks were destroyed were ours, and we we had people right. up there. But no, the reason I say that is because when you're twenty, especially as a dude, you're in your twenties, you're just full of testosterone. The world revolves around sure. you. It's like, yeah, that sucks. You know, you you shed a tear, but now you're in your forties. You have kids. You actually have a a appreciation for fucking life, for family, for property. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not afraid to say it. I think it was about five days after the storm. I was driving to work, and I was living at Cape Coral, and I've lived out here longer than I've lived anywhere in my life. And, dude, I started fucking crying. I was like, this sucks. This town that's been so good to me has just got its fucking dick kicked in. I mean, I wasn't bawling uncontrollably like Tammy Faye Baker, for those of you who remember the Saturday Night Live references. You got a little misty. I fucking had tears rolling. I was like, this yep. fucking sucks, man. These people got their shit kicked yeah. in hard. That's That's how I felt when I was... I mean, it took me took me about forty five minutes to get on the island, and about an hour to get off. I know you're probably and half tempted to say, "Fuck it, I'm going to Bonita and taking seventy five back." To be honest with you, I just i I thought about it, and I was like, you know what, I need to see what's on the other side yeah. because you know you, you've you've got both things coming at you, and you're watching one way for you know ten minutes, and then you're watching the other way for ten minutes. Well, the reason I say back. that is even during a good time of year. Um, the traffic going back towards Fort Myers is so much slower than if you drive oh, down yeah. to Bonita and then hop on 75. You know, you just drove 45. Yeah. I'm all about perpetual movement. If I got to yeah. drive an extra 10 miles, so be it. If I can have perpetual movement and not stand stationary for fucking 20 minutes, pull my hair out, I'll yeah. waste the gas and fucking burn down my tires. Let's get moving. Yeah. From from absolutely. a com- com- from a commercial property aspect, would I be correct in assuming that Margaritaville will probably actually be the first thing up and running. No, the cockroach that is the Alani Kai will be the, the first. Alani Kai will be the first fucking thing that opens back up. Well, it looked like it was pretty stripped out on the bottom floor. Am I correct in that? Yeah, well, but the bottom floor. Yeah, the bottom floor was nothing but a bar, a tattoo yeah, parlor, sure. and a dance floor, and a DJ booth. Uh, and, and two shitty, bars, nasty ass bathrooms. I was going to say some two bars. Oh, I've been in those bathrooms. Yeah. I, I yeah. I, it's definitely seen uh, the people that who, that uh, was basically frequent the Lani Kai too. The, the bottom floor of the Alani Kai is like any public parks uh, mm-hmm. concession stand with a dance floor and a DJ booth. It was nothing. Yeah. Everything was. You saying the, it's basically like an Ohio State campus bar from the nineties? Basically, it was designed for flooding because all the all the real stuff took place upstairs. I mean, yeah, yep. the, the shop that sold the three dollar fucking sundresses probably got washed away, but as far as damage goes, I'm sure they probably saw maybe two feet of water inside the lobby on the second floor, but the second floor is high enough that I'm sure that they got minimum. At it looks like water the restaurant damage. on the roof took a beating too. Yeah, I'm sure. But it did. It did. I, I actually, I was looking up when I was going off the Island, I was looking up at the lobby guy actually was driving right by it. And I mean, you know, there was just shit blown all over the place. So up Lonnie Kai so. is the equivalent of circus circus for us. John Kraft has just, just said on Facebook, the Lonnie Kai will never die. <laughs> they literally should have that as a slogan once they're up and running again. Paint it right on there. Excuse me, sir. I represent the people who represent the Goonies, and we have to hit you with a cease and desist order. 
I've just, you know, knowing, knowing what that place has been through, you feel like you need a shot just looking at it. Mm -hmm. Just how disgusting and. Yeah. You know, as much (laughs) as y'all have talked about it being a cockroach, it will be a source of pride at some point in time when it gets back online. Yeah. uh, This is my fifth hurricane. And I don't know if it's due to the ass whooping once again, due to my teary-eyed side but i've def my florida pride has fucking blown through the roof in the last fucking three like last 38 days more than ever has been yeah absolutely but yeah you know i don't know if i was talking about on this podcast or what's the scuttle but and obviously with jeff actually serving two tours in combat might be in the military i try to say this only in a way of comparison but you know mike said you know he hasn't seen damage like that since 9-11 and You've seen the phrase war zone thrown around. Obviously, we don't have people fighting in the streets and there's no paratroopers coming in and we're not having bombs hitting us like in Ukraine. But I will say when you wake up in a cot with a gun in your lap because your entire home is unsecure, it kind of felt like a war zone for a few days because you just never know. Depending on where you live, you might have somebody in your fucking standing in your living room looking at your shit in the morning. You never know. Yeah, I mean, when I when I was in training... And, and, you know, going through all the motions of everything, you know, we would do breach drills and, and, uh, you know, a lot of different combat drills and stuff like that. And it kind of reminded me a lot of that, you know, driving through, you know, seeing a lot of that destruction and just seeing, you know, you just see, because when you're in, when you're in, you know, uh, training in the military, you know, it's just an empty building. Yep. You know, it's just a brick building that there's nothing there. And that's that you know, I was literally like, that's that's what I would I trained in that. When you, you know drive down I mean? Del Prado like, and you see these businesses that were built in like nineteen ninety-eight. Yeah. And the entire roofs are just peeled open and the entire contents are just laying out in the yard like a bomb fucking hit it. It's very yeah. easy to make that comparison. Yeah. Well, that makes sense why, you know, the National Guard is so important in those type of roles and and securing places and and helping out is because they were trained for, you know, a war type situation and that best parallels it. And I know a lot of people give the uh, National Guard a lot of crap, but uh, from listening to a lot of the people I listen to out there, these guys actually get more real world action than uh, most of the other armed forces. Mm-hmm. You know, they get the, their, their trainings on point. They're constant, you know, they're, they're called upon a lot more often. So well, I, we were, you know, because I was in the guard, I mean, you know, you're, you're called upon stateside, but mm-hmm. you're also called upon, upon to go, you know, into combat theater and, and which is know. amazing because I remember the Vietnam era, they would, there was kind of like a, a joke that if I remember correctly, that went around that I joined the guard. So he didn't have to go in the theater. That's what I, you know, and I got a lot of that too. When (laughs) I was in, you know, all you guard, you guys don't deploy, you reservists don't. The guard seems to be some of the biggest deployments that I seen. If you're in Arizona, if you're in Arizona and you're in right now, you may be in Arizona. Governor GOP candidate, Carrie Lake used to be a former TV uh, news anchor. So she knows how to, talk on the TV and she knows how to handle um, journalists with their one-sided questions. I saw her on um, Tucker or somewhere. And her whole thing is, is if she, if she gets voted in as governor, 
she's going to do within like the first three hours what everybody has been questioning. Why the fuck aren't these border states doing this? She's going to take the Arizona fucking National Guard and send them right to the fucking border. Shut that shit oh, down. Absolutely. And Texas, I think, kind of did the same thing. Uh, speaking of military, I don't know if you saw this article today, but apparently we do have uh, U.S. military is conducting on-site inspections of the weapons provided to Ukraine. So we do have some some boys over there uh, at least inspecting to make sure they, they don't get into the wrong hands or I'm sure, you know, they're well-trained. I'm sure if we look at the map, technically they're probably standing on the west side of the yes, border. They're not Ukraine. near the, the theater of operation necessarily. They probably won't even touch the soil country. just so they can't be, you know, guilty by association. They're standing across the border looking at that shit. I guarantee it. And I'm, I'm sure there's some contractors over there too. So uh and the current governor of Arizona, he's being threatened to be sued by the Federal Wildlife Bureau management because he had the audacity to take currently a hundred double stacked shipping containers and filled the gap in the fence that the government was building along the Arizona border. States' rights. Well, the Obama, the Obama might as well be the fucking Biden administration. No, the, actually, Biden, Obama actually bounced people off the border. Biden so. administration's suing them for trespassing. To Is it federal land? Yes, technically. Even though it's in Arizona. It's like on but a, yeah, the taxpayers of the state help pay and for the governor's like, well, speaking public, of trespassing, that's one of those gray areas <laughs> that it's it's tough to decide who wins. And the governor's like, speaking of trespassing, what about the hundreds of thousand people who walk over? They here don't count. Day? That doesn't fit our message. But yeah, it's crazy. So um, it'll be interesting to see how the elections go. This is usually the time of the year where podcast host and uh, TV personalities and radio personalities remind you. To get out and vote, that's not our slogan. I have voted. That's not our slogan here at the What's In Your Head podcast. Our slogan is, if you have to be reminded to go out and vote, stay fucking home because you're ill-informed and we don't want you out there anyhow. So, And if you're <laughs> ill-informed in these days with the constant barrage, I have never seen so many flyers in my mailbox for political mm. ads, constant back-to-back-to-back ads politically. It was interesting. I voted on Sunday, and it's like, for the first two days a week, I didn't have any political text hitting my post. I was like, well, that's a little creepy. That's and they suspect. started again today, so they weren't that connected to my phone. That's the fun thing about having an 18-year-old in the office. I get to tell Gail. The my young, day! I get to Gail, the young kid, with back-in-my-day tales. I voted for my first, the first candidate I ever voted for. I was a senior in high school, 18. Could you guess who I voted for? Nader. For president. No. Perot. Perot. Yes. First candidate I ever voted for was Arnold Schwarzenegger when he ran for governor of the state of California. And he won. I was going to say something, but I done plum forgot. Must not have been that done far. forgot. Done so, plum uh, forgot. It'll be interesting to see how this shakes out. I do hear that there's a lot of old school uh, oh, yes. I boomers that are, are, are turning from liberal to uh, the other side because it's just gotten out of hand. So I, I occasionally regale the 18-year-old with woes of back in my day. Back in my day. And I'll show you, back in my day, when cell phones still had minutes, it was illegal for people to text you and call you a telemarketing because technically they cost you money. Was. Now you have unlimited data and no one has landlines. And so the fucking floodgates are open. Your phone gets blown up with text messages, phone calls, diddle daddles and all the bullshit involved. But you know what? Let's lighten the show up. 
Let's bring in the mirth. Make people happy. Stop talking about depressing ass shit. So if you don't want to talk about depressing ass shit, we're a better place to go than weak news and look at the police blotter for Cape Coral. Police are looking for a car involved in apparent road rage shooting in Cape Coral, Florida. Oh, that's light news. That's very uh, uplifting. <laughs> the search is on for a driver after the apparent road rage shooting in Cape Coral on Friday night. Cape Coral police said it happened around 11 p.m. near the intersection of Cultural Park Boulevard and Southeast 8th Street. Now, for some of you who live in Cape Coral, but not exactly a fucking Google Maps, you say Cultural Park. That's funny. Yeah, because that's roughly around where the fucking police station is located. So these guys weren't the smartest peanuts in the turd, if you know what I mean. The victim uh, claims called rage. The victim claims the shooter was driving a silver four-door sedan with Florida funny plates. Said dark gray uh, tundra. It's 2022, and we're still giving out <laughs> definitions like we're on a fucking on goddamn chips in 1979. We're looking for a silver four-door sedan with Florida lights. Can people not describe it? It was a fucking Kia. It was a silver Kia, or it was a well, Honda. Well, it hasn't been Nissan. cleared, so they can't say the name of the brand on the police blotter. A four-door they sedan. they got to get the company to sign off, apparently. Police say the victim was driving west on Pine Island Road nearing the intersection of Cartrell Park Boulevard close to the aforementioned Kia dealership. When a vehicle behind him began flashing his light, his high beams and tailgate, what? His high beams and tailgating them. Why didn't you just brake check the fucking guy? The victim said they turned south on the Cultural Park Boulevard, heading towards the police station, and the car behind him continued to follow them and flash his lights at them. Back in my day, that meant somebody was going to follow you home and murder you. Police said when the two cars stopped at the red light at the intersection of Cultural Park Boulevard and Hancock Bridge Parkway, even closer to the police station. So the guy's heading to the police station. The victim got out of their car and asked the other driver what his fucking problem was. The other driver asked the victim to get back into this car and leave him the hell alone because he's scared he's got his mask on. The police said the two continued south on Cultural Park Boulevard, closer toward the police station, when the driver behind the victim pulled up next to them and shot at the victim's car. That's pew, fucking pew. sound thinking. Chances are he don't have a concealed carry permit. I guarantee you that. Yeah. Can I digress momentarily? On his pistol. Can I digress momentarily? Yeah. The next time we have a mass shooting, God for fucking bid. And you assholes want to use it as a reason why I need gun control. And you refer to the guy as a gun nut and or a gun enthusiast. Yet you show the AR three in trouble. Yet you show the AR fifteen he uses straight off the fucking shelf. Saying that and this, it's actually a twenty two. Saying those people are gun nuts or saying that the kid getting pulled over in a stock Honda Civic is a fucking race car enthusiast. No. <laughs> if the guy was a gun nut, well, that shit would be pimped out to thirty eight thousand different ways. But he put a fart can on the back of that Honda, so I think he is a race car enthusiast. Yeah, and he put a fucking tactical sling on it, too. I'm sorry, no, muffler delete. That's the big one now, right? He had a single-point tactical sling, so he was a gun nut. No, it was the cheapest one in the fucking shelf. It's the same reason why these AR-15s are the cheapest fucking rifle in the goddamn store. They ain't going to use a $2,000 fucking ACR. I digress. Cape Coral Police said the victim followed the other car until losing them around Cultural Park Boulevard. Even closer to the police station. The victim's car's back driver's side window had been shattered, and the police found an apparent bullet hole in the rear driver's side door. Police also found shattered glass on the ground near the intersection of Culture Park Boulevard and Southeast 8th Street. That wasn't a bullet hole. That was from a crossbow bolt. <laughs> Which was consistent with the story they Stay were told by the nearby victims. 
Neighbors said they are worried that this happened so close to their homes. And the police station. Here, everything is always okay. Everyone here is good people. Very hardworking. Of course, whenever there is a delinquency in the neighborhood, this guy's 70. When's the last time you heard somebody use the phrase delinquency? <clears throat> whenever there's a delinquency in the neighborhood, That's everyone gets scared. That's normal. Everyone here is scared whenever there's a problem and a normal feeling. But because I don't mess with anybody, no one messes with me. Get off the lawn, you fucking kids, said the neighbor, translated from Spanish. <laughs> uh, wrong. Uh, I imagine that it's raining. Good thing uh, the fine people at the Blue Tarp crew came out and fixed my fucking roof. If, everyone had, if anyone has information on the shooting suspect, um, you know what to do. Anyway, Yay. Yeah. Now you say, Don, that's some good news. What other good that news do we have coming out of Southwest Florida? Florida Department of Transportation closes Clusahatchee Bridge. <laughs> Fort Myers, when Florida. It rains, pours. Florida Department of Transportation closed the north and southbound lanes of US 41 Clusahatchee Bridge in Fort Myers. FDOT says the lanes will be closed in both directions until further notification as crews preview potential impact to the corridor. Supposed person with FDOT said the concerns are not the bridge itself per se. However, it's the approach slabs north of the bridge due to washout after Hurricane Ian. If repairs need to be made, spokesperson Adam Rose said, they'll fit it in. They'll fill it in with grout and concrete. I thought we used grout for floors, not for goddamn filling potholes. Fort Myers, please said to expect the... What's that? I was going to ask, is Mike Rose still have dirty jobs? I think he just brought it back because he did the Facebook mm, thing I'm for I'm almost thinking I'm seeing one of his new jobs coming up soon because he is actually a pretty uh, grout filler. Pretty dude, good dude. And I, I see it as hurricane cleanup somewhere along the, along the way. Yep. <clears throat> it would be interesting. It would be something completely different. So, Speaking of hurricanes, I finally got the left side of my fence fixed if you guys want to see how that's done head over to digital 410 over to d-410.com click on uh post hurricane cleanup part two and while you're there go ahead and click on that patreon link like subscribe sign up and uh help support the show the channels and all that good stuff and uh feel free to buy a t-shirt while you're there we do have uh second amendment shirts we have uh join or die t-shirts uh we have what's in your head.com podcast t-shirts we have suck it up buttercup t-shirts and the like and uh, so, yeah, if you want to help support the show, you can do it that way. That would be fantastic. Mike, what yes, else do you got on your list of shit? Go would ahead. be in bad taste if you had a suck it up buttercup shirt with a picture of Perky and Ian on it, huh? Yeah. Damn. I was trying to be I funny, do still have the... Uh, too I, soon. I still have the Rescue California shirts with the upside down California flag you can purchase There as you well. go. Well, they all left and now they're here. So, Mike, what else you got on your story? Oh, shout out to Morgan Long. Ran into him in Harbor Freight and Tool. That was fun. And shout out to oh. the guy who gave me the thumbs up driving down the street when I thought maybe he was giving me a thumbs up for the Savage Race sticker on the back of my car. I rolled down my window and he said, what's up, D-Train? Best producer they ever had. So, uh, shout out to you guys for giving me some love in the, uh, the parking Don lot. Don walked a little town. taller for the rest of the day. <laughs> Speaking of which, mm-hmm. how was your first day when you're, uh, you're 60? Oh, yeah. Gordon and I... Gordon challenged me, and everybody knows I like a good challenge. And I had to 
I had to tamper it down a bit, not because I don't think, well, because I know I can't do it because I've gone down this road before by my lonesome, but I'm still above a challenge. Gordon texted me. What did your text say, sir? Something along the lines that you want to do 100 push-ups a day for the month of November is how it started. And I said, how about 50? <laughs> because I tried 100, and it's not the 100. It's the 100 on day four. <laughs> yes. Well, we rounded it up to 60. And so. Three sets of 20. So today was the I, day. Mike, if you want to get involved, you just need to bust out 60 push-ups between now and midnight. And Not going to happen. There, well, here's the thing. <laughs> now, I was, was happy like, because I did two sets of 30. I was, was going to say, there's no rules. I'm I, way the fuck out of shape. There's no rules. You, right can do, you won't be by the end of the month. You can do sets of five. <laughs> you may like, not be able to pick up your tools. I literally, in my, Google, in my Google Maps right now, for the entire month, I have, I get up at 530, I bust out 10. When I get to work at 7, no one's there. I bust out 20. And then mm -hmm. at 1130, I do 15. And then 15, and I think I got... Um, I came home to do my 15 at 5, but Bailey kept licking my face. Only got in 10, so I got to squeeze in 5 more before I'm in bed. But, yeah, I, I don't do them all at once. I just spread them out throughout this, the day. This morning I got to the office. I busted out 30. And then I think two hours later I said, you know what? I'll just get the other 30 out of the way. The fact that you now, can do 30. different because it is a gym morning. So we'll see how that goes. And it's, it's arms. And then Friday's chest. So I'll... Fridays will be a little uh, a little more interesting, I'm thinking. The fact that you can do 30 consecutively is good. Um, that's a shout out to you. Like, I can do 22, 25. I'm a big boy, but it's firm. So Except for right there. I usually do between <laughs> 22 and 25 if I'm really pushing. So, yeah, 20, 20 would be my max. And, then I just and I'm not precious about my um, push-ups, like getting the chest all the way to the ground. I'm a couple few inches off because as you age and, and suffer shoulder injuries, your range of motion does change. But they're a pretty good solid push-up. Speaking I've of been range doing of motion. I've actually been doing them almost every day anyway. Where's your hand placement at? I've been going a little wide. Yeah. I like it. Um, like sometimes my right hand's a little farther forward than I want it to be, so I kind of have to scoot it back. But If your elbows start to hurt, I find what they refer to as military push-ups where your elbows are in and your hands are closer. Those actually seem to be a little easier for me. So sometimes I'll, I'll switch to those because like the wide grip is kind of like doing, you know, obviously when you bench, the closer you get, the easier it is. So push-ups are the same. So, like, if I get tired, I'll just bring it in and bring them down. And Remember how I was bragging about my gym having the nice uh, mm -hmm. bench press that you can rock forward so you don't hurt yourself? Mm -hmm. You hurt yeah, yourself? Yeah, uh, brilliant people decided to replace them with standard new ones. Yeah, liability <laughs> insurance don't cover the movie parts. So, anyhow, I'm going to go ahead and say on this episode, and if you guys want to join us in the 60-day push-up challenge, you can either, A, tag us on Strava, which is kind of what we've been doing, or B, if you don't have strawberry, please just post it to Facebook or Instagram and just do hashtag 60 a day and then tag us and we'll include you in our tags. And, uh, yeah, let's see who can get um, – I'm saying that I will personally be able to make it for about eight days. <laughs> then I'll be uh, – because in my experience – And that very well could be me too. In my experience, when I tried this before, it was wasn't getting 100 in a day. It's – by you're just so fucking even if you're breaking them up into five push-up chunks your your body just gets so goddamn I mean, sore i will admit i do have a little helper but i'm at the end of the helper cycle right now well i so, have uh, i have a bit of a lesson helper because not only have i paddling in my kayak thus wearing my arms out i've literally been digging up fence posts and planting fence for the last nine days yep. so you're already nice and my shoulders out. chest and arms are already fucking burnt up but um, 
Yeah. So anyhow. Yeah, it's it's fun. Now the only problem I'm having is I I did upgrade to a Samsung Galaxy Five Watch. It's a Galaxy. And it does come with Strava, mm-hmm. but it's not syncing. I think it's because it's when I look into it, they're like, do not use any other fitness apps. Well, I do, and I'm not going to mm-hmm. bump out of them. So I've been taking screenshots, basically my phone, just, just uh, to prove. And you can see my heart rate going up. <laughs> you know, I'm not. <laughs> I just do manual entries because um, yeah. I have the my Garmin, my Garmin watch. I love it. There's no fucking storage space on it. I have one watch face and one fucking activity, so I can't put anything else in it. And I can't find sixteen an act- gigs, baby. I can't find an activity that works well as far as managing that stuff. So I'm looking through. I got let's see, five forty eight. I did ten seven ten. I did twenty, so that's thirty. At ten fifty eight, I did fifteen more, so that's forty five. And then at five, I did ten. So what? I am fifteen before midnight. I think you're down to five. I actually texted back because I counted yeah. your your posts. You're down to five. Sweet. You just got to bang out a quick five. Oh, let's do that right now. You guys just. Talk. That's what I thought. So here he goes. We won't see it. He's gonna be on his knees like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Crossing the ankles. Crossing the ankles <laughs> on his knee like a girl. Yeah, you like get, a bitch, and I gotta go get soda after the podcast. Did you, were you on your knees like a chick? No, you went halfway down. Don't lie to us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm honest. Like when I do my manual activity, I'm like okay, five push-ups. That probably took me ten seconds. I'm not gonna say it took me six. I'm not busting out one every second. And I'm the, slower and, than and that. And that's just it. You know, I was telling somebody at work. He goes, "Well, how do you know that? You know, that's being done. You know, and, and keeping track." I'm like, "Because it's about being honest with yourself first. And furthermore, if you guys, <laughs> why, s- why are you going to lie to yourself? I mean, you know, you're a piece of shit if you do. And furthermore, somebody has as many Savage Race fucking uh, shiny things and 5K shiny things on my wall. I'm not the type to lie about dumb shit. And you know, it's funny. Martin has been on the show. I remember a couple years back he posted. So I just got done studying for my eye exam. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's cute and funny and all, but let's be honest, you're getting older. If you're cheating on an eye exam, you're only fucking yourself because you're still going to be <laughs> blind at the end of the goddamn day. So I, uh, if you have a Samsung phone, uh-huh. have you ever set up the adapt sound to you uh-uh. in a quiet room with your headphones? The adapt sound? Yeah, so what it does is it adjusts the, uh, the ranges, the different um, octaves, so to speak, or hertz of sound for your ears. And there were like three different high pitched things I could not hear at all. Wow. Oh, well, that's not good. Ooh, that's part of that sound of nagging that my wife says I can't hear. But uh, <laughs> that's like Haney. He can't hear a woman's voice up to a certain octave. That brings up a, a segue. Carrie has a student that only comes in for reading and specials and then lunch. So she has her for about an hour and a half. She has a tutor. This young girl honestly needs to be in a, a full day special needs program, but I guess the mom's wanting her to try to get a little social interaction, which is great. Understandable. But she is one of those children who has to wear the noise-canceling headphones because when it gets loud in the classroom, she freaks the fuck out. Oh, she's on the spectrum possibly, huh? When I asked Carrie, and she doesn't know, have either one of you used active noise-canceling headphones? I did years ago. I had a pair of Sonys for flying, but the thing is, the only thing it like on a plane, the only thing it drowned out was the airplane, and then I can hear everybody's voice. Perfectly fine. Mike? Yeah, I've actually uh, really tried a couple of pair. What would you think about them? Um, it, again, it was years ago, too. <laughs> they, I heard the, I the background. The idea was there, but the technology wasn't quite there yet. 
Now, I don't know if there's a difference between a $130 pair of active noise canceling headphones and a pair of $35 ones I got off of Amazon. Pretty sure. But when I actually hit the active noise canceling button and put it on, even without the music. Yeah. Bless you. I, I can that. feel it. Kazuki. <sighs> See what you did? Bless you. This Bless yawns you. as contagious, not sneezes. <laughs> I can literally feel it. I can't do it. It makes me uncomfortable. And I'm like, so, how How do these kids that are supposed to be super um, sensitive to sounds handle the, the whatever? It's not even a hiss. You can't. I feel it. Like it's, I feel like somebody squeezing my head. It's the mm. octaves they're using. You can't hear it, but whatever octaves they're doing to trick your ears to cancel out the, I can fucking hear it, and it makes me very uncomfortable. I can't. I listen to my work, but I do not actually activate the powered noise cancellation. I can't handle it. Actually, I am kind of lying. I have gone to new hearing protection for shooting. You may have seen the ads, Axel, the yep. little ones that you put in. Well, they, they actually the- they're good enough. They're I did some research. They're made by a company out of Utah that actually makes uh, hearing aids. So I bought these. I think it was like two for two hundred dollars or something. I was like, oh, that, that's a decent deal. Uh, they're now making them for Sig, but when you put them in, anything that hits over eighty dB, it cancels out. Yeah, I mean, you'll still hear your your gun. It's a little louder than your headphones uh, if you get it a little better properly. It's not. But what's interesting is it actually has hearing enhancement. So I could turn that up. The gun's still safe to my ears, but I can hear the people that's 100 crazy. yards away talking. I think that's pretty freaking cool. That's so uh, I've been testing those out for a little while now, and uh, I actually keep them in my center console just to but uh so you know, yes got, that means i got in... fucked with 3m earplugs so you know eh? get in on that lawsuit that's when you know that as a non-active military person you spend way too much time looking at military history when your instagram page gets inundated with fucking lawsuit for the 3m earplugs <laughs> hey, for the you Marine just look Corps. at guns and you end up getting it too but yeah. um what, was what about the construction workers and the 3m earplugs because i know i've had some yeah, janky those, foamy ones that start kind of working their way out of your ear when you're using a hammer drill and you're breathing in silica dust which i've done a lot of mm-hmm. that could be another problem but uh you so, know uh, stuff like that what else you got on your story list there mike well let's see here uh i don't think that anyone's talked about this yet but this was from w- october 14th that's four days ago for those of you paying attention to home. What? A home inspector in Oakland County, Michigan, has been convicted of aggravated indecent exposure after a security camera showed him masturbating with a Tickle Me Elmo doll. Oh, dear God. Oh, See, you answered the question because my question now, was Is this be, located somewhere near the town of Detroit? I'm not sure. Because <laughs> my question is going to be what's, what's the name of the city? Uh, it said Oakland County, Michigan. Because my question is going to be, what does one have to do to get aggravated nudity? But you answered that question. Kevin Wayne Van Leuven of Clarkston was convicted. Of course, he's a Van Leuven. Yeah, convicted during a one-day trial, but acquitted on another charge, malicious destruction of property. Van Leuven was arrested in April 2021 while doing some home inspection in Oxford Township. He was one of the client's in one of the client's bedrooms when Jada Dawson, one of the homeowners, 
got a notification that someone was in the nursery. Okay, it is that's northwest of the, of the edge of Detroit. Yeah, so, that's part of the okay. metropolitan Detroit area. Northwest of the city, as Gordon said, approximately 1,700, I'm sorry, 1,274,395 motherfuckers jacking off all at the same time. When Dodson pulled up the webcam alert, she saw Van Leuven masturbating before picking up an Elmo doll off the floor and appeared to pleasure himself with the doll. Well, hold on. I just... With the doll's yeah. hand or with the doll? Doesn't specify. Thinking He's thinking there's any port in a storm at that point. <laughs> right. Well, keep in mind, the Tickle Me Elmo does vibrate when you tickle it. It does. I did not know this. Hence the name, <laughs> Tickle Me Elmo. He goes, <laughs> but I did not have children, so... <laughs> yes, he vibrates profusely. Oh, she said, Lord. I just went blank. Oh, wait a minute. He's just shot blank. My husband was staring at me from across the room and was like, what's wrong? He asked me repeatedly, and I couldn't even articulate what I was seeing. Van Leuven was still inspecting the house when Oakland County investigators arrived at the scene. He claimed that he had moved the doll to inspect an electrical outlet, but confessed after learning about the camera in the nursery. He's one of them Van Leuvens. The responding officer also reported that Van Leuven admitted to placing his penis in Elmo's mouth. Now, hold on, time. Oh, hold on. We know that they saw him. Don't tell me this guy's got a furry fetish. <laughs> Here, look, now, I'm not condoning masturbating in one's, someone else's home when they're not home. But what kind of weirdo does this when they're there? <laughs> no, they weren't there. They weren't in the other room? No, they. She saw it on a uh, a nanny. From cam. what I from what I understand, he gained access somehow. Oh, I thought he was there doing. I thought he was there doing work. Yeah, she <laughs> she apparently saw it on you know probably like a ring camera. Or okay, something. I thought he was there like doing fucking. Service he was inspecting, work. so he may have. Uh, yeah, maybe got one of those key boxes, or they got one of those key boxes. Possibly. There's one uh, with the four numbers, and it doesn't matter which direction you hit those numbers. As long as you got them, you're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they don't have to be nuts on either. They can just be close enough. <laughs> no, it could be out of order, as long as it's the four numbers. Where was I? The officer responding also reported the Van Leuven admitted to placing his penis in Elmo's mouth, in the doll's mouth, and apologized and said he was ashamed. Whoa. You don't think anything can surprise you, and yet the disgusting ability of some people still manages to surprise me on this. Scary. Although indecent exposure is a misdemeanor in Michigan, Van Leuven faces up to two years in prison and a $2,000 fine when he's sentenced in December. I assume they threw the Elmo, Elmo away, right? God, I think they I threw the so. Elmo at him instead of the book. I mean, I don't want to be the guy who had to bring up the whole concept of pre-cum, so yeah, just throw the fucking thing away. <laughs> I mean, he, oh, he didn't finish. he's an interesting-looking character. That's where the word pre-cum I can tell in. you that much. Well, but, go ahead uh, and uh, send me that mugshot. We'll put it up at uh, whatsyourhead.com for this episode. Yeah. So if you guys want to oh, see what the mad still? jacker. Kevin Wayne Van Leuven, V-A-N-L-U-V-E-N. <sighs> and the uh, tagline is Michigan home inspector convict- convicted after masturbating with clients Elmo doll. No, Lisa went a Monchichi. <laughs> oh yeah, he's special. Yeah. And what's amazing he? is he's wearing a mask inside a home that nobody's in. 
But yet, you unmasked something else. <sighs> I was thinking about this today. When we were in high school, I participated in a lot of extracurricular, uh, semi-straight edge, uh, youth day. group, youth groups things. And when you get into any sort of borderline psychology or what have you, the, um, there used to be a, a phrase, a reference to the metaphorical wearing of the mask. You kind of take the mask down and let people see the real you. You got to stop hiding behind that mask. Oh, we, they saw the real him. <laughs> well, my point is being um, when you see these people riding down the street in the car by themselves with a mask on, it has nothing to do with COVID. These people found a sociological acceptable way to literally hide behind a mask. These are, I f- truly feel these got to be people with super low self esteem, ha- high anxiety, and it looks a lot better than hiding under a fucking hoodie all day. I, I'm, so, it's like. Five days after hurricane, you're walking through Publix with a fucking mask on. Were you sitting in your house for nine hours by yourself with a goddamn mask on? Are you fucking kidding me? I may be a little insensitive here. It's a pacifier. It pacifies people's anxieties. Can we call what it is? It's a fucking pacifier. I'm sorry. I may be a little insensitive here. I think there may be a few branches missing from his family tree because this guy's eyes are awful close together. (laughs) Well, that was always my... um, no, no, you didn't offend anybody. That was my whole. That was always my whole. Maybe some Van Leuvens. That was my whole hypothesis behind fucking clans members and skinheads. Have you ever seen like photos? Like HBO did a documentary in the nineties about fucking nineties modern day white national socialists, and these motherfuckers fucking they look close a lot like eyes. The wonderful whites of West Virginia. <laughs> you know, overbites. Let's just say they are all. It's like if that's the lineage you're trying to keep pure you're fucking insane well not only that but it's a self-selecting sample because these people oh, are quite literally fucking illiterate dumb and physically missing a few chromosomes my mom is my sister and my cousin <laughs> and my aunt yeah we're like the we're like the uh we're like the monarchy you know the king and queen they had to marry within the family it's good enough for them it's good enough shut the fuck up cletus you ever seen the uh mini documentary about the Whitakers. Mm. You should look that I've up. I've seen for the sure. wild, 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 wonderful whites of West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. We're, talk, I we're talking through that. We're talking generational. Yeah. Generational. And uh, I'd say three of them can't even speak English. Yeah. I know. I've, I kind of went down a rabbit hole on how some of these modern inbred people look like. But if you even look up, a picture of uh, what the hell is this famous kind of famous dude? Uh, it's got a moon face. What the fuck, it's how it killed lineage of kings. This fucking guy is just the weirdest. Charles the Second of Spain. Oh, <coughs> it looks like Don. I'd um, be remiss <laughs> if we had the one of the hosts of the Tackle Your Personal Best podcast on the show and not talk about fishing momentarily. And I would be remiss if I didn't make that. Segway, since we're talking about Midwesterners and people of questionable caliber and life choice skills. Dateline, Cleveland, a pair of fishermen are facing potential prison time for charges related to cheating in the Lake Erie walleye tournament that took place last month. That's right. Jacob Runyon cheated in a walleye tournament. You haven't heard about this? Motherfuckers. You seriously haven't heard about this, Gordon? 
These are the guys well, who put I'm the not fucking... in Ohio anymore. No, so this yes. was all over because these guys put lead weights in their walleye. I'm in the desert. This was all over fish talk. Anyhow, so for those of you guys don't know, these guys, like one of them, I think made like probably close to thirty grand last year in professional fishing tournaments. Total and, lifetime, uh, I think either one of them or, or both of them together, two million dollars. Ooh, and they got caught. Coming, got caught. Didn't they. I mean, Mike and I were talking about this the other day. A a expert angler knows the weight of a fish based on the length, give or take a pound or half a pound. That's why when you take photos of a fish, you're better off putting it next to a tape measure than a digital scale because people will think you photoshopped it. And so these dipshits went out in a walleye tournament on Lake Erie and turned in their five fish, and they're weighing them, and the guy's like, that ain't no X amount of lump fish. And so they start cutting the fucking thing open. And what these guys did, they had five big-ass walleye. They caught other walleye, chopped those walleyes up, took fillets, shoved lead weights in them, and then shoved them down the gullets of the walleye that they turned in. They they literally corked the bat of five of their fucking fish they turned in. Yep. And people literally about ran them out on a rail. So update, Jacob Runyon and, of Astable and Chase Kolemski of Her- uh, Hermitage, PA, were uh, arranged on multiple charges Wednesday morning. Say what? F- what? Who cares? They cheated at a walleye bass tournament. Well, whenever there's fishing involved, there's federal government involved, and usually in the form of a wildlife management. The two were uh, indicted earlier this month by the Co- Cuyahoga County Grand Jury for cheating, attempt grand theft, possessing criminal tools, and unlawful ownership of wild animals during the Lake Erie Walleye Trail Tournament in September 2022. Quote, you have individuals who committed a fraud trying to obtain money. That's a fraud in any context, whether it's fishing case or some Ponzi scheme, said Assistant Cuyahoga County Prosecutor James there had been suspicious about these two in the past, but police didn't find enough evidence for cr- to criminally charge them. We've looked at their prior tournaments as part of the investigation. There are suspicions out there, but there's no evidence to prove they cheated in any of the aforementioned tournaments, said another person. This time, it was different. After the Lake Erie Walleye Tournament, directors found weights in the fish fillets stuffed inside the catch. What made it worse is people caught it on phone because, well, TikTok. The boaters, the boats they used that day were seized as criminal tools. So they had their fucking $100,000 bass boat fucking repossessed. Quote, I think, I think in the whole fishing industry is a victim. It gives a bad name to the individuals, and I'm sure 99.9% of the anglers out there are all people with integrity and not... Let's be honest, about 79.8. Let's not get a little overzealous here. Integrity of honesty, because we've seen the bass boxes you fuckers plant two days before the bass tournament, but that's another story for another time. Uh, Play by the rules. Cleveland Walleye Tournament organizers say from now on they will have a metal detector on hand and use lie detectors. How about we do this? We don't need metal detectors. We don't need lie detectors. Do what the fucking Bass National Tournament did last year. Put a referee in every fucking boat. That fish comes out of the water. They weigh it digitally. They enter it in their tablet, and they f- release the fish. Now no fish fucking die. No fish get stressful. No one's cheating, and there's a referee in every boat, and it doesn't cost you the money of all that other bullshit. R- running in Kominsky, each face three years in prison if convicted on the felony charges. Yeah, they got him for everything. And... uh 
even if they don't get three years, their their days as being a professional fisherman are fucking done. Sponsorships out the window. Yeah. The 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 actual the the big grand prize aside from money from that tournament was supposed to be like two bass boats and a truck. Yeah. So I mean that's just and that's yeah you're stealing. And they put out like a video on their Facebook page or Instagram page the day before talking about how they, there's no concerns. They know they're going to win and just all this shit that in hindsight, you're like, oh, yeah, you probably should. All right, Don, name this musician. You, you're, you're all talking of fishing is kind of reminding me of something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Earl was fishing when he caught a walleye bass, which had 27 eyes on it. It was 27 eyed walleye bass. Earl Primus. looked at it and decided, hmm, wouldn't this be good to eat? So he took out his knife and cut open the, <laughs> cut it open. But the fish looked up at him and said, please, mister, please don't eat me. And Earl said, but I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I work on a maggot farm. My wife can only say dog pussy. My daughter's a pile of fungus. My son spent all his college money on nine, seven, six numbers. I have to eat you. No, that's got to be dead milk, man. Oh, uh, it is. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking walleye bass. What we album is that off of? <laughs> that is off Is that a of... metaphysical graffiti? Because I'm not up. A to snuff on that one as absolutely that was God one of my damn. favorite albums of theirs i was a great one damn nailed it i fucking I nailed it i called my shot the other day in tiktok you motherfucker i was live streaming <laughs> and it gave me a warning about being 90 minutes over and i said fuck off and so i can't download it it's corrupt i was at the spot where i threw my guggen revolver and caught that five and a half pound bass and i straight pulled a fucking called my shot babe Ruth style i said that's the spot. I'm going to cast it. It was on the third retrieve. The bass hit. I cast it. Same spot. Fucking third. One, two, three. Boom. And it hits it. I'm reeling it in and it jumped and spit it out. But I couldn't pull the TikTok footage because I went too long. Oh, but I could have called my shot. Is that on the live feed that you went too long? Yeah. After 90 minutes, they basically, it's too long for them to back up. Because you can actually go on there and download your live so you can cut the footage up later. There you go. That one's unretrievable. So basically, you almost have to stop your live feed and restart it again. Yeah, I usually try to unless I have a bunch. I had like two hundred. I had like one hundred fifty people in there, so I wasn't about to end it. I average usually five. So the fact that one hundred fifty people in there at one time, I wasn't about to. You can take your warnings and go to hell, sir. <laughs> but yeah, I digress. Um, Putin says he will no longer use nuclear weapons in Ukraine. What to do? Nobody cares. Well, that means that he's probably going to use nuclear weapons in Ukraine. Because don't they do the opposite of what they say or do what they are blaming somebody else for doing? Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Mm-hmm. 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 So, yeah. Joining us live from the your business name here, News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada, it's your friend Gordon. Gordon, how are you doing tonight? Doing all right. Getting good grades. His future's so bright. He had to wear shoes. He's got asked twice in one night. Helsinki, Finland. Why? Because I wanted to say Helsinki. Sheboygan. A venomous seven-foot king cobra that escaped from its home. <laughs> On my head. In the Swedish zoo. Well, it, it it returned itself back home. What does Swedes know about maintaining fucking fit, uh, snakes? I don't know. But, oh, no, that's uh, New Zealand it, that doesn't it, have snakes. It definitely brought a happy ending to a over-week-long dis- disappearance saga. Snake's name, Houdini, 
had crawled back into his terrarium. Did you say Norway? <coughs> Sweden. Finland. Oh, Finland. Fin it's all the same. How dare you, sir? CEO Jonas Wallstrom wow. of the Sandskin Aquarium told Swedish public broadcasters, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. It's Helsinki, Sweden. Helsinki, Sweden. Sweden. I said Sweden. Yes, why did I say Finland? I have no idea. You're right. It is all the same thing. Me, no, well. It's all above Russia. I knew it was um, Sweden. Because it's funner to say Sweden. Yeah. You had a Swedish girl uh, that was in their high so school. This thing, oh, Helsinki is where the article's out of. Sorry. Yet again. So are we the in Sweden snake, or Finland? Whose official name is Servas. Are we in Sweden or, or, or Finland? This is very important. Helsinki. Finland is where the story's out of, but it is Sweden okay. where this took place. Go ahead. I'm trying to get the list of. I want to see if there's. I'm just any... thinking Swedish bikini models now. Well, I know uh, there's no indigenous snakes to the island of New Zealand, so I was seeing if there was anything in this. Nor Ireland, because Sweden. they were allegedly run out by St. Patrick. Um, the deadly snake, whose official name again was Sir Voss, which means Sir Hiss, escaped on October the 22nd via a light fixture in the ceiling of its glass enclosure at the aquarium, part of the zoo at the Sagskin Open Air Museum in the part of Stoke, Stockholm's Garden Island. We'll just start referring to Sweden as Ikea. Um as a result of the intensive search with x-ray machines, Houdini was located earlier in the week in a confined space located near the terrarium in an insulation in the insulation located between two walls. Holes were drilled into the walls where the snake was hiding, but the cobra disappeared from the view of the x-ray cameras. Uh, early Sunday, thank God they weren't using heat cameras because I don't think you'd see much. I was going to say, and I can't trust a stud finder to find a fucking stud, let alone a snake, without puncturing it. <laughs> Oh, we hit I found it. Somebody has Kool-Aid uh, in the wall. <laughs> it turned a lot of movement in here when I drilled. It turned out the snake had given up its freedom ride and crawled back into its terrarium. According to uh, Wallstrom, it was too stressful for Houdini with all the holes in the wall, so he wanted to go home again. So good for them. Venomous snake has returned itself. And why... Uh, the reason Wine? I wanted to know if it was Sweden or Finland, how many indigenous venomous snakes are in Sweden, sir? Take a guess. Probably maybe one. Mike? Uh, three. Ding, ding, ding. Point goes to Gordon. Number one, the adder. It's the only venomous snake that's indigenous to Sweden. Adult average round 55 centimeters, 22 inches long for you American folk. Colors very varies and can be from brown, red, or light gray with zigzag stripes on their back. But some individuals are entirely black. And so, yeah, with the, uh, with the exception of the aforementioned Houdini, who was brought in from a faraway land, there is only one venomous snake in all of Sweden. Back to you. Uh, I got a barking little dog in the background. Okay, now we're going to go from Sweden. Sweden, yeah. To Wyandotte, Michigan. Not to be confused with, with Wyandotte Lake, which was a water park. In this one's spelled slightly different. It's W Y A N D O T T E, and maybe it's Wayne Dot. I don't even know if Wyandotte uh, Lake's even worth going to anymore. Trick or treat. Trick or treating and it's off limits is off limits in the suburban Detroit neighborhood. 
Interesting. Why? There's nothing sweet about bringing home a cockroach, according to Wyandotte. Very true. According to officials in Wyandotte, it said cockroach infestations has been confirmed in a vacant home after a trip from the trash hauler. The pests have been moving along into other homes in the area. Sidewalks will be closed Monday night on the portion of, or was closed, Monday night on a portion of 20th Street. According to uh, city engineer Greg Mayhew. <laughs> I was going to say, why would you close the sidewalk? Why wouldn't you invite people to come out to have a roach stomping party? <laughs> and he said Halloween will, the Halloween ban will prevent future roach migration, such as getting on clothing and in bags. Why can't you just put up PSAs about how to clean your fucking house? I mean, that's, that's the crux I think the problem of is it doesn't matter how you clean a house. If you get a roach infestation, you're a little... Uh, Host. I know, but if your entire city is such a roast infested shit it's show Detroit. that the city has to cut off fucking Halloween, it's it's near. Maybe Detroit. let's put some PSA videos out. It's near Detroit. They don't have the budget. Um, the Halloween, you know. Video. So uh, the city is trying to exterminate the roaches, but it will take some time, according to Mayhew. Fire Walking bomb. streets can help Only kill way. the cockroaches, but their eggs could still spread and survive, according to city council member. What Todd we're going to have to do, the whole community is going to have to volunteer to help. Through the winter season, we're just going to shut off the heat and freeze them out. Springtime you know comes, we'll be Russia good to right go. Now, or in Ukraine right now. What's that? You now what Russia's trying to do to Ukraine right now is oh, kill the... So, so they're trying to kill the roaches. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, because that's why we have so many bugs out here in Florida. We don't have a cold snap. Like in Vegas, we get these weird bugs because we don't have a winter to come wipe these fuckers out yeah. in six months. And when we don't have a cold snap a couple years in a row, they definitely uh, populate. It is a truth to it. Switzerland, Geneva. Switzerland? They now have a new world record. Oh, I thought you were going to say a new world order. I'm like, well, that's nothing. <laughs> that's not the Switzerland I know. It's the country next to it. What would this world record be? If they were this and not a big block of cheese. Um, the fastest consumption of a boot of hot chocolate, complete with mini mushrooms. I mean, mm-hmm. mushrooms that, that are screwed to the skis and they got all at the same time. Yeah, they borrowed them from their German counterparts when Oktoberfest is over. They have their hot chocolate drinking contest. Not even close. Damn. Mike? Damn. I have no guess. <laughs> A Swiss railway company has claimed to record the world's longest passenger train of Saturday with a trip on one of the most spectacular tracks we to like the Alps. Trees. <laughs> Have you seen um, a video of the Swiss Alps? Yes, it's fucking amazing. It is fucking amazing. Speaking of choo-choos, um, if things go to plan, I will be up in... Uh, Parish, Florida, this weekend at the uh, Florida Train Museum for the Van Cussinger Express. It's the World War II event weekend where you. It ride won't be the a one point two mile long train with a hundred coaches like this one. No, but it's like a two point five mile track, complete with uh, Germans in Nazi uniforms handing out propaganda while they yell at you and your children until we come along and save the day. So think of it like a murder mystery dinner tour without the murder, the mystery, or the fucking dinner. It's a train ride and entertainment. So it's just out. the murder. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, this is one of the events that's not historically correct. We just do it because the national, the 
Florida Train Museum makes all their yearly revenue during this weekend and the weekend where Santa offers a train ride to the kids to the North Pole. So we're going to do our well, part. As I mentioned, this is a 1.2-mile-long train composed of 100 coaches, and it runs along the Albuna Bernina route from uh, Pirda to Bergen. So and this it's route still is coal fire new, because fuck it, you, Greta Thornburg. <laughs> UNESCO World Heritage, and what's interesting is in 2008, it leads through 22 tunnels, some of which spiral through mountains across 48 bridges, uh, and includes a curved uh, Landwasser viaduct. Uh, The entire journey took an hour. Rail enthusiasts lined up uh, in the valley to watch the train's 25 sections wind their way through the 15.5 15.5 miles of the Alps. These fuckers have got a two and a half long mile train that sits through 38 tunnels in California. Can't build a fucking monorail from a said to fucking Bakersfield in 20 years for three well, billion trying dollars. To get the one from Vegas to Victorville. Figure that one out. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Last story. What is your thoughts on vanity tags? Not worth the money. Okay, I have one on one of our cars, but okay. Well, it's twenty dollars f- a year. To be whatever. fair, that was before you came along. Well, so you're just re- you're revamping the tag. You didn't make the initial investment. Oh, we made the initial <laughs> investment. It's Subina. Oh, I anyway. thought I thought it was the hot Greek hot Greek goddess. Oh the oh the Greek hottie plate no that one went away when I was stuck driving that vehicle have to drive working a car construction I was stuck driving that vehicle working construction and if anybody knows people in the trades that's like uh, a target bullying doesn't stop after high school kids especially no. if you're on a job site what's up no, Greek goddess actually, uh, I thought you were from Kentucky. it's Greek hottie is what it was <laughs> it was my wife's vehicle and I was driving it because it was a little more beat compared to the the newer car. At the Honey, time, I love which you, was but a, my car uh, is better than yours. Caliber, Here's a piece of shit. So I'm driving yours. Quick. To the, I'm drive yours to the work site. Portland, Maine. Maine is cleaning up its roadways by removing the vulgarities from its license plates. The state is enforcing new rules to limit the f bomb and eliminate f bombs and other obscenities that have appeared on vanity license plates. After the state, uh, well, effectively decided to eliminate its review process. Well, what's going to happen? Dipshits. Yep. I'm sorry, but you get what you you get what you asked for. Yeah, I say those people should be grandfathered in because they uh, they hopped on it real quick. I, I say many- I I was gonna say I think it should be directly correlated to how many years worth of tags you bought and how much you contributed to fucking roadways. <laughs> I've had this had tag a, for 23 years. I had a late 90s white. Buick LeSabre that I bought in Montana with like 260,000 miles. And I so wanted to just to go with the car to get a giggity license plate for it. Um, never did. Sold that car within a year of moving here. Anyhow, Secretary of State Shannon Bellows is passionate about free speech. And as a, as a former director of the American Civil Liberties Union of Maine, Said uh, the acidity should not be on license plates, which are state property. And I agree. I mean, I'm all about yeah. cursing if you listen to this podcast, but I don't want my kid to see your license plate if it says cunt waffles on it or something. I mean, let's have a little decorum, shall we? <laughs> 
used to, I used to know a lesbian who drove a truck that said "muff." It's what for dinner How across the windshield. Eight letters is what you usually can get on con- C N T W A F L S. Yeah, oh, I got no. you. <laughs> Don't you hate those license plates that you stare at it like eighty different ways? And you still can't figure out what it says. Yeah, because your mind always. Then you goes- look at somebody next to you whose mind is evidently similar to the asshole in front of you. It's like, oh no, that's what that means. That's, that's because you look at it and you're trying to think of the most diverse, horrible, sexual, grotesque. No, not thing. even that. And you look at her and say, "It says I like dogs." <laughs> The most interesting, and I think I've mentioned this before, the most interesting license plate, and I saw it go to a different vehicle. There was, when I, about 2009, 2010, I was going down the freeway, and there was a hot blonde driving a black Honda Accord, and her license plate was Hot Pocket. (laughs) On now, on my side of town, I saw the same exact license plate on a minivan. So evidently, (laughs) she got married and had some kids. Well, I remember there was back in Michigan or Ohio back in the day, there was a similar story. And this guy was pissed because they revoked his license plate he had on his hearse. And it was like one on ice or something like that. And people were offended that he had that on on his hearse. I think that's perfect. Yeah. Um, You know, he said what they said is uh, they want to get with those people who want to engage in objectionable and questionable speech, get a bumper sticker. Put a bumper sticker on. Don't put it on the license plate. Or go to Obama rally and yell, fuck Joe Biden. They didn't yeah. say, let's go, Brandon. They said, fuck Joe Biden. He's, hold on now. Hold on. So That's- basically, Maine's new rules, which uh, Bella says track closely with New Hampshire's revised standards, uh, ban derogatory references to age, race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, gender identity, national origin, religion, or disability. Although there is one truck that runs around here. With a license plate, I believe it has the Gaston logo or maybe actually a Marine. Actually, no, it has a Marine veteran logo on it. And it basically says, um, what are we called over there? Uh, Limeys? No. What is it? The the, um, Muslims refer to our types of people. Infidels. That's exactly what it said. Uh, So I'm fine. Good for you. But uh, yeah, so they're just wanting to kind of keep it above board and keep it um, keep it sane, and that's kind of it for the news, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm all, I don't know. Some, I mean, do we really? I mean, do we really need like straight up? D i k c h e z. Yeah, we don't need that. We either. have a f. We have an, a restaurant called F C K Your Diet. This concludes the evening news, and now back to the ACT Computer Studio in Cape Coral, Florida. Remember the quaint days when everybody clutched their pearls when Tom Arnold and crew on ESPN came out with a show that called the best damn sports show ever? <gasps> they got a cover they? their name and their title of their show. Oh. What are we do? Holy sh... We can't have that. I went... Well, we're on cable. We can say it. Oh, okay. Mm. And then they started doing the shit after whatever, 10 p.m. on Comedy Central. It's interesting. We went to Dick's Last Resort yeah, here did. for the first time. I know I told Don this off the air. And I need to see if Mike, Mike, see if I may have gone too far. So they do a lot of fuck you, you know, you're stupid type talk to you. And this was a girl in her early 20s. And I, I give it to her. She she gave it good. But then I, I looked at. Yeah, that's wife, right. My cell phone plan is only four years younger than she was. But go ahead. I said, hey, I thought you aborted her 20 something years ago. Why'd you put her up for adoption? He did it again. Cause trouble. (laughs) Hurt someone's feelings. Yet he didn't want to do it. 
Yes, troublesome people are often people in trouble. They may be mentally ill. Find out how you can help. Write Better Mental Health, Box 3000, <laughs> New York 1, New York. She's actually nice to me the rest of the evening after that. Surprising. Hey, if you give it, you better get it back. Because <laughs> uh, I am all about that shit. <laughs> and I will drag you Good down evening. in the mud. My name is Donovan 410, and I see the world in crisis. We have governments that are billions of dollars in debt. We have hyperinflation. We have protests. We have riots. We have infrastructure falling apart. We have cyber attacks almost daily on our world's needs. And that's why I want to talk to you about something important, and that is your family's future. When it comes time to protect your family, are you going to rely on worthless paper currency? Of course not. Instead, you're going to call the Digital 410 Reserve, and we're going to sell to you our super valuable silver and gold in exchange for that worthless paper currency. So in the future, when the civilization's falling down and people are struggling to survive, do you think they're going to want to exchange goods and services for your worthless paper currency? Or do you want to have the security of silver and gold? That's right, you want silver and gold. So give us a call right now and we will happily sell you our valuable silver and gold in exchange for your worthless paper currency. Do it now. There's no time to delay. Call the Digital 410 Reserve right now at 239-299-3896. We will happily exchange our valuable silver and gold for your worthless currency based on market price. So, real quick. Have you ever I don't wondered know if that, it was though. intentional, it's like, but it worked out well. It's a production quality purposely sounding like shit. <laughs> yep. I'm selling you. I you know I got all this silver and gold, right? We got money. Yep. We're gonna, you know, it's, it reminds me of like those '80s local commercials, what? '90s local commercials. <laughs> it's just always <laughs> your paper currency has no value, so we are happily going to give you our valuable silver and gold in exchange for your worthless paper currency well if it's so valuable why the fuck are you selling me yours for dick why do you want my worthless paper currency for your valuable stuff because it's all around. yeah but then you add the uh, echoey like it sounded like you were in a concrete room in the mm. background that was like perfect dad and i were joking one time about making a spoof um series of glimbeck commercials and you go from that to the liberty safes and how you got to have your mres and all that crazy shit because yeah, i've got a few of those uh, mres or liberty safes no i got the uh the bucket of five 15 days actually 30 day supply for one person of uh emergency food stores the ready wise when i went to stan haney somebody one of the sponsors gave us a water purification kit and a mobile pack i got that in my closet oh there you go yeah. A little life straw or something? I didn't look in it. <laughs> I remember used to be iodine too. tablets. You know, the key to having emergency equipment and bug out bags is not to keep up on it, not to look in it, not to inspect anything. Just find it and throw it in the closet. Can <laughs> you say that word again? What's that? Emergency. Emergency. Okay. Kind of like that pill. Emergency. Okay. Pick mm. on my brother again. <laughs> Mike, anything left on your list of shit? Uh, I think that just about wraps it up for me tonight. That's about wraps it up for everybody tonight. We want to thank you guys for hanging out for another episode of the What's in Your Head podcast. And as we said before, please head over to our website at whatsinyourhead.com or d-410.com, and you can check out all the rest of the podcasts on the network, including Mike's Tackle Your Personal Best podcast, the Fail the Fail podcast, the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast, and all of our YouTube content. Thank you guys so much. If you want to see my dad's house, you want to see my fence come back together, or in a few days, you can watch Mike catch six bass. Why I catch none? 
Head over to YouTube.com and click Sorry. on the digital <laughs> four ten and uh, like, subscribe, and share us with a friend. And we could definitely use the views. But until then, I want to thank each and every one of you, and we will talk to you all next week. This has been a digital four ten production. <laughs>